0: You got your Bibles with you? Open them first of all to Psalm 31. Last week, I shared with you about the goodness of the Lord being poured out upon us beyond anything we've ever experienced before. And I said to you that in, well, come next month, i enter into my 52nd year of ministry. In 52 years... I have experienced the goodness of God just about every day of my life. In some way, in some form. He has been good to Jerry Seville. Amen. And I could never praise him enough for the goodness that I've experienced. But if I'm reading my Bible correctly, if I'm hearing the Holy Spirit accurately, that's a drop in the bucket as to what we are headed for. How many of you have experienced the goodness of God in your walk with the Lord? Hallelujah. Well, you're headed for more goodness than you could possibly imagine right now. But what is it all about, Brother Jerry? Well, I don't know. I don't know all the manifestations that you will experience. But I know if it comes from God, it's good. Because everything God does is good. Amen. He is good and He's the author of good. Hallelujah. Now, Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou has laid up. Everybody say, laid up. up. Uh, Another translation, the New International Version says, how abundant are the good things that you have stored up. For those who fear you. Or those who reverence you. How abundant. Are the good things. That you have stored up. For those. Who fear and reverence you. Still another translation says. Or uses the word treasured up. How abundant. Are the. Good things that you have treasured up for those who love and fear you. The apostle Paul picks up on this and says in Corinthians, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I haven't seen all the things that he's prepared yet. You haven't seen them all yet. And it seems to me, if I'm hearing the Holy Spirit correctly, and I believe I am, that 2021 is ushering in a new era. A lot of new things are going to take place. And one of them being, we're about to tap into this storehouse, this treasury of the goodness of God like never before. And the Holy Spirit told me to call it Abundant Overflow. Look at your neighbor and say, it's my year for abundant overflow. (laughs) Now the word overflow means running over. It means exceeding what is needed, desired, or required. Hallelujah. It will exceed what you need. It will exceed what you desire. And it will exceed what you require. It means excess. Extra anybody like extra? It means a uh, surplus. Hallelujah. Surplus. Sounds like to me that that certainly could apply to our finances. <laughs> How'd you like to have a surplus of finances? More than what is needed, more than what is desired, and more than what is required. Amen. What could you do with all that excess? Think about it. You know, you ought, to, you ought to write down one day, soon, what I'm going to do with all my excess. Hallelujah. If you, if you If you don't have vision for it, then it's not likely to happen. Like somebody said, uh, you know, a lot of people believe in God for a million dollars, but they don't have million dollar dreams. Amen. So take the time sometime, just put it at the top. What I would do with excess and surplus. I'd help brother Jerry build a new church auditorium. Number one. <laughs> Amen. How abundant are the good things that, that you have stored up for those who reverence and fear you. Now, in Psalm 21, 4, you don't have to necessarily turn there, but David is rehearsing uh, the good things that God has done in his life. And in verse 7, the message translation says, you piled blessings on him. Talking about God. You, God, have piled blessings on me. Hallelujah. That goes right along with Proverbs chapter 10. Talks about, you know, uh, uh, the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. It goes right along with Deuteronomy chapter 28. The blessing of the Lord will come on thee and overtake thee. And it says, and you will have and be plenteous in goods. Amen. Amen. And David says to a testimony to God, you've piled the blessings on me. I like saying that to God myself. You have piled the blessings on me. I was walking around in that garage this morning and just praying in the spirit. I just, I just walked the whole conference of that garage. And I'd walk by my classic motorcycles and my classic cars. And, and they're all, you know, I don't collect anything that doesn't increase the value. And and I'm thinking, Lord, how good you have been to me. Hallelujah. You have piled the blessings on me. Now there's some people that walk around in my garage and think, You don't need that. Well, tell God, because He's the one that blessed me with it. And I've even at times said to him, Lord, the only thing this means to me. Is the fact that you gave it to me. So and I want to show you that you're still number one. I'm going to give it all away. And I cleaned out my garage. And you know what happened? I had to build a bigger garage. Because you can't give God. I, d- I filmed a TV program in there one time. Oh, you ought to have seen the letters I got. Why don't you sell all that and give to the poor? I wonder how much the person who wrote that letter has given to the poor. (laughs) They have no idea what I give to the poor. We give to the poor all the time. We give into other ministries who are feeding the poor, who, who work with the poor in areas that I probably will never go to. How many times have we helped the man in Singapore who had his ministry is in the dumps of Singapore? How many times have we unwritten what he's doing there? Don't judge me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Hallelujah. And while I was praying in tongues in there this morning, I didn't hear greedy, greedy, shame on you. What are you doing with all this? I never heard that. In fact, the joy of the Lord came on me. I danced in there before I ever got here. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. And I said, well, what do you need them motorcycles for? Well, let me give you this testimony. As of 2021, over 300,000 people have come to Christ through our motorcycle ministry. That's just one outreach of Jerry Savile Ministries. Over 300,000 people have come to Christ. Most churches can't say that. In 25 years of ministry, 50 years of ministry. So, shut thy ugly mouth. <laughs> now, <laughs> If if those kind of people would have been around, and they some of them were, that get upset when God blesses somebody. When David said, you have piled the blessings on me. Don't you know how critical they would have been? You don't need to live in a place like this. David had a nice home. <laughs> Very nice home. Amen. He didn't drive Corvettes, but he had nice horses. Amen. Well, I ain't no preacher ought to be driving a Corvette. Well, I'm not just any preacher. Hallelujah. I like them. Now, Carolyn don't care anything about them, but I like them. And she don't drive my Corvettes. I don't let people drive my Corvettes who don't like Corvettes. <laughs> when Charles Caps would come to preach with me, I would deliberately pick him up at the airport in a Corvette. He'd walk out there and look at that and say, When are you going to grow up? I said, Never, Charles. Get in. Shut up. <laughs> Amen. And hold on. Hallelujah. You pile blessings on me. That ought to be your testimony. Just just say it a couple of times. Try it. You'll like it. You pile blessings on me. Say it again. You pile blessings on me. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Psalm 107, and you don't have to turn there. Just make a note of it. Verse 8, verse 15, verse 21, and verse 31 makes the same statement four times in that one Psalm. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness And his wonderful works for the children of men. Maybe the reason why a lot of Christians are not experiencing more and more manifestations of the goodness of God. They're not praising him enough for his goodness. Somebody said, oh, when when the blessings start being piled on me, I'm really going to praise him. Well, anybody can do that. A monkey could do that. That's like walking up to the fireplace and saying, give me some heat and I'll throw in some wood. That's backwards. You throw the wood in first. Come on. Amen. Right. Amen. Oh, that men would praise. This is a plea. Come on. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Hallelujah. I think we want to do that right now. If you've experienced the goodness of the Lord, why don't you praise him? Just lift your hands and praise Him. Hallelujah. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness. Hallelujah. And for His wonderful works under the children of men. You want to make the decision, if you haven't done so already, do it this year. That you're going to spend more time praising God for His goodness. Praising God for his goodness. Now, Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 9, God says, I am God and there is none like me. I am God and there is none like me. And then verse 10 says, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my purpose. The New International Version says, I will do all that I please. And the Message Translation says, I'm in this for the long haul. And I'll do exactly what I set out to do. And then verse 11 says, from the Message Translation, I planned it so it's as good as done. What has God planned? Apparently He has planned to pour out this goodness that's been in store. This goodness that has been laid up. This goodness that he considers to be in his treasury. He says, I planned it and it's as good as done. Hallelujah. What you and I need to do is receive it. Receive it by faith before you ever see it happen. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive it by faith right now before I can ever see it. It's mine. I'm one of your children. It's as much mine as it is anybody else. And I receive it and begin to thank him for it. Hallelujah. <laughs> begin to thank him for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now. Now. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Hebrews 6, 18, it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So if you believe that God has indeed laid up, put in reserve, treasured up goodness that belongs to you, Then according to your faith Be it unto you I can't make it happen for you Nobody else can According to your faith Be it unto you And last week we talked about The basic uh, principles of releasing the God kind of faith I don't have time to go back to that If you weren't here Get that service Or go on the YouTube and, and, And watch it Basic principles of releasing the God kind of faith Now Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. The passion translation says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. First I believed and then I spoke in faith. Amen. Amen. That, that's a vital part of releasing the God kind of faith. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He said, I believed first, then I spoke. Amen. Now, if you're struggling with believing first, then you're going to struggle with your faith as well. If you're struggling with believing that this is for you, then go back. And read every scripture you can find Particularly those that we've read this morning About how God Has laid up goodness And read it And read it And read it And read it And then read it And read it And read it, and read it. Why? Because faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God it, It'll finally click on the inside of you Amen It, it just It it drops off the pages and into your heart. And then the next thing you do is once you believe it, then you speak it, whether anybody else believes it or not. Amen. Don't let others who don't believe it keep you quiet. Amen. I'm decreeing, I'm declaring that this is my year for abundant overflow. I don't care who doubts it. I don't care who doesn't believe it. I don't care who doesn't like it. I'm not trying to be mean and ugly. I'm just not going to let them rob me of my blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, I'd I'd feel like a fool if I started saying it before it's ever happened. I told Carolyn I was going to marry her before I ever said I do. Didn't you? No, not Carolyn, but you know. I mean, that beautiful woman that you were dating and you fell in love with. Didn't you talk about marriage before you ever went to the altar? Huh? What are you doing? You were speaking things that be not as though they were. Isn't it amazing? You've been using a God kind of faith all along. You didn't even know it. Because God called things that be not as though they were. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Are you still with me this morning? First I believed, then I spoke in faith. Verse 14 says from the Passion Translation, We do this because we are convinced. I believe first, and then I spoke. And the reason I do this is because I am convinced. See, I'm convinced. I'm not sure if all of you are convinced yet. But if we keep preaching it and preaching it and preaching it, eventually you're going to get convinced just like I am. Hallelujah. Is anybody already convinced? Is anybody working on getting convinced? Okay, just hang in there. You'll get convinced if you stay around people who are convinced. Amen. Now, Job twenty-two twenty-eight: Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. The Amplified puts it this way: You shall decide and decree. You shall decide and decree. A decision is required first. You have to decide that this is what God wants to do for you. I made that decision. You know, last year we talked about supernatural increase. And it certainly was a year of supernatural increase for me. We had our finest year. I'm telling you in the middle of all the stuff that was going on and all the, uh, Pandemic And all those things that that took place last year By the end of the year When we got all of our financial statements completed We had the finest year we've ever had Supernatural increase, hallelujah Not only that, I was able to sow into other people And other ministries more than I ever had In previous years And I'm expecting to top that this year, praise God Glory to God. We closed out with money in the bank. Surplus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Now, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. All I did was dare believe what He said, and He's the one who made it come to pass. And He'll do that for anybody who will dare believe. But notice you have to decide first and then decree. And it will be established unto thee. Uh, One of the meanings of established is if you say it enough, eventually it will become a common occurrence in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every time you turn around, increase is trying to get on you. Abundant overflow is coming your way. Hallelujah. Amen. While I'm preaching myself happy, I don't know if I'm helping you. Now, Philippians chapter 6, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. The Bible teaches us what to think and what not to think. And some Christians are ignoring both. They think what we're not supposed to think and they don't think what we are supposed to think. Then they wonder why they don't have exciting testimonies. Well, folks, I didn't write this. You won't find first Jerry in there anywhere. First John, that's close, you know. But I didn't write this. I just choose to believe it. And God is the one who causes it to come to pass. If I just choose to believe it. Now, we know that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. One of the most exciting things that can happen to you as a believer is when your mind and your heart think the same thing. Amen. When your mind and your heart are thinking the same thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It, 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 one of the greatest battles you'll ever go through is in your mind. It's even greater than an outward battle. I wrote a book a number of years ago and in it I put a chapter in it about uh, the greatest greatest battles you'll ever fight are between your ears, your mind. That's the reason Solomon talked about how important it is to let your eyes stay focused on the Word of God. Protect your heart. Let his words not depart from you. Paul says, if you learn to think on the right things. The message translation says, I'd say you'll do best by feeling filling your minds and meditating on the best and not the worst. How many Christians are you around today that all they talk about is the worst? All the worst things that are going on in the world today. And I'm, I'm not pretending they're not happening. They're happening. But that's not where my focus is. Amen. My focus is on what God says about it. And I know that even though outwardly, in the natural, all this bad stuff is going on. I'm looking beyond that and seeing goodness coming my way. Hallelujah. And sometimes, uh, you know, all the bad, if you keep looking at it and you keep magnified, like my, my, my mother used to tell me when I was a little boy, son, you're making a, a mountain out of a mohill. How many of you ever heard that before? You're making a mountain out of a mohill. In other words, if you keep listening to it, and you surround yourself with people that are always listening to it, Then eventually you aren't going to make a mountain out of a molehill. And you won't be able to see the goodness that's on the other side of that mountain. It's there. And I believe we've reached a place. In fact, I was listening to Kenneth Hagin this week. And Brother Hagin, one of his last sermons, he said, We are indeed in the last days. And everything God said He'd do in the last days will be done. He's God. And then Brother Hagin said this. And you ought to start rejoicing in advance. He said, in fact, just laugh out loud right now at the devil. And boy, everybody in there started laughing. And I'm telling you, the, the spirit of joy hit the place. Amen. Amen. I'm going to repeat it again. We are indeed in the last days. And everything God said he would do in the last days, he will do. It will be done. So just rejoice and why don't you just laugh at the devil? Hallelujah. Amen. Is that the best you can do? You you laugh, you laugh better than when somebody stumbles and falls. <laughs> okay. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The Passion Translation says, every thought that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. The true knowledge of God, in defiance of the true knowledge of God. See, you see uh, you read in your Bible that God has laid up all this goodness. And you turn on CNN And what they're saying And they don't agree with God And God don't agree with them What they're saying is in defiance Of the true knowledge of God So why would I want to spend all my time Listening to something That is totally opposite of what God's promising me Why don't I just focus my attention On what God is promising me Hallelujah Hallelujah well, Brother Jerry I have to watch the news sometimes Well that's fine but don't just sit there all day long Come on. And I say it to, for the lack of a better phrase Suck off that Come on. Some people got a huge straw <laughs> Sucking off all that <laughs> CNN junk And then they spew it out on everybody else around them yeah. I don't want to hear it thank you I said, I don't want to hear it. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) I thought I'd get more amens. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, move on. I'm not getting much response with that. (laughs) Exodus 34, 6. Speaking of Moses and the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed the Lord God merciful and gracious long suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. God is abundant in goodness. Abundant in goodness implies more than an adequate supply. Abundant in goodness In other words, he will never run out of goodness. Another translation uses the word abounding in goodness, meaning it is inexhaustible. Hallelujah. Has no limitations. That's the God I serve. That's the God who's promised that goodness has been laid up for you and me. Amen. Now, as I stated last week, If you genuinely believe this, then you're going to expect it to come to pass. Whatever you truly believe, you're expecting it. If you're not truly believing it, then you're wondering if it's going to come to pass. But if you truly believe it, then you're expecting it. Now, that's the way David responded in Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness, not maybe, not possibly, not there's a 50-50 chance. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Somebody shout surely. surely. Look at somebody and say, surely, surely. goodness and mercy goodness and will mercy. follow me all the days of my life all and surely I'm going to begin to see more of it this year. And give him another shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Surely means definitely. It is for certain. Well, if it's for certain, then wouldn't you be expecting it? Amen. You get up every morning expecting manifestations of his goodness. You get up every morning. Of course, goodness, you do know. That goodness is synonymous with favor, benevolence, kindness. You just get up every morning expecting the goodness of God to manifest in some way. Amen. You've heard me teach on favor. It's my favorite subject. My, my, My mandate from the Lord was to teach people how to walk in His favor. And I've been doing that for... Come 52 years next month. Amen. I get up every day expecting the favor of God, the goodness of God to manifest in some way. And it doesn't surprise me when it does because I expect it. Now, God's always surprising me in how he goes about making it happen. Amen. I haven't even told Carolyn this yet. This is right hot off the press. I had someone text me yesterday and say, Brother Jerry, I've heard you talk about this Vespa motor scooter you had when you were a young boy. And he said, "Uh, I have found one and I'd like to bless you with it. And it's been totally restored. first thing I did was that's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. Now, do I need another motor scooter? Is anybody, is anybody to my left saying no? No, I don't need another one, but God. Hallelujah. It's a little Vespa. It was made in Italy. It's one of the first motor scooters I ever owned. So cool. My dad worked on a, a man's car, a colonel, at Bar- at Barksdale Air Force Base in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana. And the man didn't have the money to pay for the car, for the work on the car. And he said, uh, I was stationed in Italy and I bought a Vespa. They're Italian made. I bought a Vespa and I had it shipped back. He said, would you take this Vespa uh, for, in trade for what I owe you? And dad took it and brought it home. He said, son, I got you a Vespa. I said, what's a Vespa? <laughs> he unloaded it out of his truck. I rode that little scooter. You remember me riding that little Vespa around? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then I worked my way up to a Cushman Eagle and then I got into motorcycles, you know, but motor scooters were what you started with. I was, I was 14 years old when I got my motor scooter license, you know. But I'd ride around that little Vespa. It sounded like a mad hornet, you know. But I liked it. <laughs> and the Lord has blessed me with a totally restored one. I guess it's on his way I believe the man he's a partner I know know him hallelujah well nothing like that ever happens to me well that old ugly attitude I don't I understand why you ought to get up praising God for his goodness every day 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 Praising God for his goodness every day. I said, praising God for his goodness every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you know, he may not bless you with a Vespa. That may not be your cup of tea. But hey, what do you suppose he's got hidden for you? Whatever it is, it's good because he's good and he's the author of good. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. Now, one of the reasons why that God has reserved all this goodness that we've never tapped into for the last days is he's going to use it as a witness to the world. When they see the goodness of God on our lives and they're not experiencing it. And particularly in times like these where there's just a lot of things they can't make happen themselves. They don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. And yet they see God's people prospering, blessed, happy, enjoying plenty, Well, will every Christian be that way? No, because some of them won't believe it. It's God's will for them to, but some won't experience it. Now, I'm sorrowful about that. But if they'll dare believe what God is saying, then they're just as uh, uh, capable of receiving it as anybody else. So notice in Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, It makes this statement. The goodness of God leadeth to repentance. The goodness of God leadeth to repentance. Amen. The Passion Translation says, it's it's meant to melt the heart. The goodness of God. When people see the goodness of God on our lives, it's designed by God to melt their heart. So that, they can, so that the Holy Ghost can, can reach that old stony heart. Some of the most vile, unbelieving, perverted people in the world. Hard hearted. Don't believe there is a God. When they see the goodness of God poured out on his people. It is going to melt their heart. Hallelujah. I said, are you sure, Brother Jerry? Well, he got you, didn't he? He got me. He melted my heart. He melted your heart. Amen. The message translation says, it leads into a radical lifestyle. The goodness of God leads into a radical lifestyle. I, I guess that would be best to describe my life. Radical. Radical. I'm not just blessed, I'm extremely blessed. I'm not just favored, I'm highly favored. And that should be your testimony as well. I'm not just blessed, but I'm extremely blessed. I'm not just favored, I'm highly favored. Somebody lift your hands and say that with me. I'm not just blessed. I'm extremely blessed. And I'm not just favored. I am highly favored. I live a radical lifestyle. And give the Lord a good shout for it. Hallelujah. Amen. David said in Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, don't just observe it on me. Taste it for yourself. My grandmother used to say, son, the proof of the pie is in the eating. She said, she told uh, a neighbor, she said, that neighbor's always telling me what good peach pies she makes. And I told her one day, quit telling me, bring me some. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. Bring me some. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You can hear me talking about how good he is, but you need to taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. Can you say amen? amen? All right, praise God. Psalm 65, verse four. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house. Talking about God's house. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house. And the word satisfied implies to supply fully until no more is needed. We will be satisfied. The message translation says, and we expect our field of good things. I like that. I'm expecting my field of good things. Could this possibly be talking about the good things that have been stored up for us? I believe it is. Folks, we need to get ready. In the midst of all these terrible things that are happening around us, good things are on their way. Yeah. Start expecting them. Start expecting them. Second Samuel 7, 28. Oh now, O Lord God, thou art God, and thy words be true, that thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. So Samuel said, your word is true. And now, in other words, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, your word is true, so prove it to your servant. All this goodness that you promised me, do it. Psalm 89, 35 says, God speaking, Once have I sworn by my holiness, I will not lie. 2 Chronicles six forty-one. 41, O Lord God, let thy saints rejoice in thy goodness. The message translation says, Let your holy people celebrate your goodness. Celebrate. When's the last time you had a celebration? If you don't respond better, I'm going somewhere else and preach. I said, when's the last time you had a celebration? Let thy people celebrate your goodness. Hallelujah. I'm I'm sharing with you some of the reasons why. More of God's people are not experiencing more of His goodness. They're not following instructions. The message translation says they reveled in in your bountiful goodness. Amen. Reveled in it. That means (laughs) unrestrained delight. Unrestrained delight. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever been to a a live football game? Either in high school, college, professional. Did you ever notice how them people shout? Especially when their team did something good. Amen. Amen. Dylan, my grandson... Uh, He and I have been... Well, I've been a a Green Bay Packer fan all my life. And uh, Dylan became a Packer fan. And uh, when he was a little bit younger than he is now, I promised him to take him to a Packer game. And uh, I said, now, Dylan, if we are real Packer fans, we're going in December when it's snowing, blizzard conditions... And we're going to sit out there in that arena like all them real Packer fans. We're going to freeze and we're going to scream as loud as we can. I'm going to buy you one of them cheese heads and you're going to wear it. (laughs) And a pastor friend of mine in Green Bay, he's a seasoned ticket owner. He and his family have been going to Packer games as far back as when he was a little boy. And he said, Brother Jerry, you come and I'll give you some of my family members' seats. For you and Dylan. And so we went. It was so cold. Dear God, it was cold. It was a blizzard. We didn't have the right kind of clothing. We don't have that kind of weather in Texas, not in Fort Worth. We had to go buy some stuff just to keep warm. I mean, we could hardly walk. We looked like, we looked like little grizzly bears. They covered up, all you could see is about this much of our face. And we, we're driving over there with the pastor and some of his family members. And and uh, when we got to the stadium, we got the cheese head for Dylan. And he put it on, you know. And, and I said, Dylan, let's make a sign before we go. And put on there. Help. We're from Texas. We're freezing. <laughs> I said, maybe we'll be on TV. And they got, they got it. They put us on TV. They, they panned the audience. And there was Dylan holding up his sign with his cheese head there. Hell, we're from Texas. We're freezing. <laughs> Amen. Oh, it was cold. Dear Lord, it was cold. And they were play- they were playing the Detroit Lions, and uh, and Green Bay won. But man, I'm telling you, I never heard such cheering in all my life. Now, you know, I, I played sports in high school and college, and and I've, I've gone to college football games, and and and. Professional football games. I used to do um, uh, chapel services for uh, the 49ers and Chicago Bears. did one for the Cowboys one time. So I've been to, I've been to football games like that, and when I do the chapel service, they'd always set me on the 50yard line with all the players' wives and, uh, and men, you know, them Chicago fans they can shout. San Francisco fans, they can shout. Cowboy fans, they can shout. And not like Green Bay I mean they sitting out there In that freezing cold And they can shout And boy when when, uh, Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown You never heard such shouting In all your life They celebrated And then I just read This scripture Let the holy people Celebrate what you did when I read that scripture a few moments ago. I said, let the, let the people of God celebrate and you went, uh-huh. Glory. Then I said, they reveled. You said, uh-huh, twice, uh-huh. So you just proved to me you know how to celebrate. You know how to revel in his goodness. So do it. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, here's something else you need to learn to do. Did you notice that the players sitting on the bench, they wouldn't even end the game yet? may not have even got to play in the game at all. But even though their team did well, they shouted from the bench. They celebrated from the bench, just like everybody in the stands. Get to the place where every time you hear a good testimony that's happening to somebody else in the body of Christ, you shout just like it happened to you. Celebrate. Celebrate Celebrate Hallelujah Come on, celebrate the goodness of God Celebrate the goodness of God Hallelujah Glory, glory, glory Amen Hallelujah Lift your hands, Father In the name of Jesus I thank you But what you've got planned My, my, my What a day it is to be a Christian What a day it is to be a believer What a day it is to be a person With the God kind of faith in our hearts These will be our best days And we thank you Regardless of what's happening around us right now We are not moved by what we see We are not moved by what we feel. We are not moved by what we hear. We're only moved by what we believe and we believe the word of God. And this is our time for unrestrained celebration over the goodness of God that is being poured out upon his people in 2021. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen last